You are listening to Indie Radio, where we do content the indie way.
Hello, welcome to an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk from our Zenith show. I am one of your hosts, Ken Kay, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. I am joined by my new, my friend, thinking new, <laughs> the one and only Mosaic Star. How you doing? Everybody. <laughs> all right. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Mosaic Star. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I've been married for three years, and I'm a business owner of Missouri Watu Beauty and Wellness. All right, all right, all right. And uh, as a, a a recurring theme on this show, a lot of us met on the uh, platform Blab, and that's where me and you met. I, I miss Blab. Yes. And um, I've, you know, I've known you for quite a while now. We, I've, you're one of those people that, you know, the minute I met you, I, I felt a kinship. And um, so I think we've always been really cool with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have you a part of this journey. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So, uh, so I am, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to this uh, show tonight. We have a great topic. So we'll get a little bit more into um, into you and some of the things that we have planned for the show coming up. But before we do that, let's introduce our panel. And we have a great and illustrious panel tonight. And we're going to start off, ladies first. Uh, coming back to the program, uh, we have Kedra. How are you doing, Kedra? I'm doing fine. Hi. Hey, 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 hey. Um, so... Uh, Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, Kitra. Uh, a little bit about me. I am a thespian. I act, I write, I produce. Right now, I'm in pre-production, getting the short film together, and I'm going to finance it myself. So, of course, with some friends, too. So that's what I'm doing right now. Amazing. All thank right, you. all right. So thank you for joining us today. Um, also joining us, another returning champ is the one and only uh, Stephanie. How you doing, Steph? Hey, Kente. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You are our, our tech lady oh. uh, and our fashion and, uh, and uh, health and wellness lady as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. So I'm so glad that you are here too, and uh, looking forward to getting your your thoughts on this topic. Okay, cool. All right, so let's let's introduce the fellas. Uh, we'll start off with uh, this guy. He's a podcaster. I've known him for quite a long time. Actually, uh, I met uh, him uh, along with Kedra in the, uh, the old Raya Radio days. Uh, it's the one and only Josh. How you doing, Joshua? I'm doing fantastic as always. Kente, what is up? Hey, I'm glad that you're here. And we've, me and you've done many podcasts together and uh, continue to. So, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, and uh, it was funny. We just lost our, uh, he's having some technical difficulties, uh, uh, Sean. So we're, we'll wait. For, uh, let's see if he's coming back. Uh, all right. So uh, just as a programming note, uh, we've always been on Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, now we are officially on Wednesdays. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, okay. So uh, that, this is our new night. All right. 
Uh, uh oh, you got a lot of background noise, brother. Uh, so welcome to the show, Sean. How you doing, Sean? Uh oh, Sean, you there? Can you hear us? All right, so Sean is having some technical difficulties. Let us know when you are back, Sean. Okay, so uh, the topic for tonight is single for too long. <laughs> and um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, you know, I think maybe all of us have, you know, felt this way at some point when, you know, you start off, you were in a relationship relationship ended and then next thing you know a year goes by maybe a couple of years go by and you ain't with somebody and then next thing you know you're like man i've been single for a minute now here <laughs> and being single for quite a long time can affect you in many different ways and i really wanted to talk about that on tonight's show so um, the first thing I want to start off with, and we'll start off with you, Kedra, is um, what's the longest stretch you've been single? Um, the longest stretch I've been single, let's see. I'd say um, maybe about four years. Four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by the way, uh, I'm going to ask this question to everybody. Uh the first years of your life does not count. So <laughs> don't say I was like single for like 15 years, you know, the first 15 years. So, um, okay. So four years. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's check with Sean real quick. Sean, are you there? You're on mute. Is he in a rain or something? Yeah. It looks like he's outside. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think so too. It looks like he's about to rob somebody. I know. I'm like, he's looking. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sean and El Ninja. Hey guys, there you can go. you hear me? Uh, oh, there we can. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just fine. So here's the, so here's the thing. Um, I'm sorry, Kente. Uh, what was the question? No, we first we were just saying uh, hi to you, and you know, just uh, introducing you to the audience. Oh, so okay. So quickly, yeah. Um, I'm Sean or G, and right now I'm like outside, so. Heading into the train station because because I'm a I'm a fucking idiot. Excuse my language, but you know, hey guys. Hi right. Sean. Hi Sean. When you when you get to somewhere uh, quiet, just you know, just come right back. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. All right, man. Okay, so let's go back to um to you, Kedra. Uh, so four years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how how long ago was the, these four years? Um, it was matter of fact. Let's see, 2016, because that's when I found out that my significant other, and I found out on Facebook um, that he was in South Africa with somebody and it wasn't me. So that oh, kind of wow. ended up, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I found out by accident. I wasn't looking for it, but it came to me. Wow. Yeah. Mm, mm. So you found out that um you, you know your significant other was stepping out on you in he was international cheating. Yeah. Uh you know <laughs> just as a side note, uh if you cheat internationally, it don't count, right? That counts. 
<laughs> oh, it counts. But because she, now she was it from counts. here. They they left. They both took the flight from Miami to South Africa together. Oh wow! Wow! And I just figured, like, whoa, she's in South Africa because he introduced me to her. You know, oh, this is my friend. Is she like a big sis to me? And blah 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 blah. Well, y'all both in South Africa. Oh, and then I found, oh, y'all together in South Africa. Okay. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. So after that, you wanted to, did you purposely take a break or did you, um, or did I, this happen? I purposely took a break because he hit me with some polygamy stuff and all this other stuff. He was into sister wives, but the whole two years we were together, none of that came up. Mm. Mm, mm. All of a sudden, I want to be in poly polygamy is good. And I always want you to be a sister wife. Uh, nah, you need to find somebody else for that. I'm not with it. I mean, that might be for some people, but it just ain't for me. Not for you. And that's going to, we're going to have to do a show on that one too. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, um, okay. So you did a self-imposed, you know, just making yourself single. Was it that you had a lack of trust? A lack of trust because I, I really felt hard for him. I mean, like I felt like a piece of me when we broke up, I was actually really heartbroken. I was really heartbroken. He broke my heart. Mm, okay. Did you I, feel like did you Go feel ahead. like you needed some time to get yourself back together? Yes. Like, I yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to circle back into, into that because I, I want to make a point. But um, OK, so I just want to get on record. Everybody's, uh, you know, their uh, their time being single. Uh, what about you, Sean? What's the longest you've been single? Uh, right. Let me see. The first you can't count the first years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like six, six years, six, mm. yeah, six. I think that's probably like after high school. Oh no, it was longer than that. It's like eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Wow. That's a good yeah. long time. Cause I was single in high school. I was single in college. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years. Okay. Eight years. What about you, Josh? What was the longest stretch you had? Um, I actually had to do a little bit of research. So six and a half years. Six and a half years. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, what about you, Steph? Um, I, ooh, I had to really rack my brain. <laughs> um, I, I want to say something like, uh, something like mm, six years, somewhere in there. Hmm, six yeah. years. Okay. All right, that's a good, a great, good long time. Yeah, yeah six is uh, winning out here tonight. What about you, Mo? Um, the longest I've been single probably was a good two, almost three years. Okay, two, three years. Mm -hmm. Me, it's been uh, about a year and a half. So, um, I guess I'm a serial dater. I guess if that's what they call it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, they call them uh, serial monogamous. <laughs> right, right. There you go, serial monogamous, sir. Uh, okay. So, all right. Now I'm gonna tell you some of the things that I find when someone I've dated people who come off. I mean, quite a bit of long stretches, right? I've dated women who were eight years. Not only eight years date list right or relationship list i should say uh relationship list i've dated women who have long stretches of celibacy as well mm -hmm. which is a whole other animal 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming off of a long celibacy uh, streak as well. Um, one thing that I find is in these situations is that they have a hard time being in a relationship, like a- adapting to it. Like, for example, when you're single for so long, you are so used to only accounting for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So, like, as my my father used to my used to, my father used to say when uh, uh let's let's mute. Uh, my father used to say when you eat, your whole family eat, right? So, um, so they have a hard time dealing with being in a relationship because they're so used to being. Um, single for so long, accounting for someone else's feelings, accounting for, um, you know, just the fact that you're in a relationship. So one thing I find hard is communication. Now, I don't know if you guys have dated people who went long stretches, like you were the next person. Um, So I think that's probably a good place to go into. Then we'll talk about our own personal things. But um, uh, Mosaic, have you ever dated someone who had been single for like a, a, a good long time? And then you were like, maybe next? I, I don't, I guess I could say like, you know, I dated people that, you know, they, they weren't committed to anybody. So they, they just like kind of just dated people, you know, whatnot. Um, for myself, you know, going that long, um, like you said, um, considering other people's feelings and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. when I got married, that's when that kind of popped up for me. So it'd be like, I'll go do something. And my husband's like, well, you didn't um, ask me if I wanted to do it or if that was what we, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm always asking him like, you, what do you want to eat? What do you want to do? And is this what you want? Anything like that? Because, you know, it's important to include him in everything I do. So like sometimes I'll just get up and I'll just go to my dad's house or my mom's or stuff like that. And I'll be like, man, I got to tell him where I'm going. So it took me like a little bit to get used to that. Now it's like secondary be like, hey, even if he's going somewhere, I'll call him and say, hey, I'm about to go to Papa's house or I'm going to the store. I'm going here. Just so we keep that line of communication open and, you know, honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I want to um, ask this panel, too, about the communication aspects of it. Um, like, uh, and we'll, we'll go to Stephanie. Are you someone just in general communicates well when you're in relationships? Um, I think, I think, um, I do okay once I'm in it because by that time I'm really comfortable with the person. I think for me, the struggle is getting there. So (laughs) communication wise, um, you know, I'm very guarded. Um, I, I'm, I'm an open book, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, so but I, I actually thought about this the other night and I'm just I've been single for a while now. And plus I'm getting much older and, you know, sometimes I'm just not in the mood to consider other people's feelings or opinions. I'm just, I'm just not. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've actually been in situations with people where I, they, I had got that same vibe, you know, where, they've been so used to not having to give a shit about what someone else feels. So then they, you know, and, and it, and it causes for conflict because I think come the backbone of, of a good relationship is communicating with each other. And then unfortunately having to hear 
other people's opinions, thoughts, and you know, and, and be considerate of that. Um, sorry about that. Somebody trying to call me. Uh-huh, also, ahead. when people like you get to the point where you're like, you don't even feel like you want to consider somebody else's feelings, like you become comfortable in the place where you are right now. And it's going to take like a special person to like kind of <laughs> change that about you. Because I mean, I kind of went through that I'm like, you know, what? I'm not even interested in this. But, um, you know, I can understand how you can get to that point where you're just like, look, I don't even feel like dealing with nobody else. Like, it's just the whole hassle of having to deal with somebody else's feelings and and they all they BS. You don't want to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So uh, let me ask uh, Josh. Are you there, Josh? Of course. Um, let's talk about uh, the communication aspects of, of relationships for you. Are you a good communicator? I'm sorry. What was the question? Are you a good communicator generally in 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 relationships? I'm so I, I wasn't listening. Say again. <laughs> you're hilarious. You're hilarious. Am I a good communicator? Um, well, I've never been on the receiving end of my communication, so I, I can't uh, I can't attest to that. I'd like to think that I'm able to convey my thoughts and feelings and. Uh, pretty clearly without driving anybody insane but you never know uh everybody has a different level of something or other uh that you know one one man's bluntness is another man's beating around the bush you know can't buy a clue that kind of thing so i try to be direct i i try to make it very clear um the thoughts that i'm trying to express and that's that's all I can really do, I think. So am I a good communicator? I don't know, Kente. You tell me. Uh well first of all, I've never dated you, so <laughs> I can I can only go by uh I'm dying. Yeah, I can only go by uh, you know, our our uh very very uh platonic male friendship <laughs> and professional <laughs> right and professional as well so you seem to be a decent communicator on that end but you know what's interesting i find is some of the best like friends like your homie right could be a great homeboy right mm-hmm. and you know got your back in a fist fight can do all kind of you know you just you could really stand by this person but they make terrible sometimes boyfriends for like a girl you know that you may know or something like that because you know they don't those things don't always translate you know so the the great homie doesn't always make a great husband or boyfriend for their mate or something like that so and a lot of times we're a lot of times when we are close to somebody we feel like you know oh they're great what are you talking about they're wonderful but you're not dating them you're not screwing them so Mm -hmm. you know um now, one aspect too about the whole single too long is sexually, and I think it manifests in a lot of different ways. And and uh, I'll go. I'll start with the male perspective. There are guys who are single for a while, and they're used to getting gratification uh, mainly from their girlfriend Pamela, if you know what I mean. 
And so what happens is this is like a real phenomenon, right? I, I read up on this where guys, you know, they ain't getting none out really outside of relationships. So they're, you know, they're uh, watching porn and taking care of themselves in that way. Then they get in a relationship, right? Where there's sex. They're so used to pleasuring themselves. They don't even really know how to be sexual anymore with an actual woman. So what happens is their woman will come home or, or catch them, you know, getting, getting down to a porno. And they're like, wait a minute, you got a whole woman here, you know, who's willing to provide, you know, sexual gratification. But, and I remember I had to give counsel to a friend of mine who she couldn't understand, like she was in a similar situation. And I said, well, I'm assuming dude, that's how he probably, you know, he can't turn that faucet off, right? Because he's used to <laughs> doing that. And then on, on the flip side, you got these women who have a Bob, a battery-operated boyfriend, <laughs> and they get used to pleasuring themselves that way too, to the point where it may affect them sexually as well. So that's one of those uh, one of those things that you got to watch out for when dealing with someone who is, um, you know, been single for a long time is actually not just sexually, but having intimacy issues because they've been so out of practice because they haven't really been in relations with an, an actual person. So um, I want to talk to this panel, we'll start off with you, Kedra, um, about, you know, dealing with men possibly, or even dealing within yourself internally um, have you ever noticed a guy who may have intimacy issues because of maybe lack of practice or, you know, or or just not being used to being in a real committed relationship and where the intimacy is different than maybe just a casual hookup or your girlfriend, Pamela? So have you ever dealt with men with intimacy issues? Um, Luckily, I haven't. I, I, I wouldn't say intimacy issues. I would say whore issues. <laughs> but um you know that's the funny part that like my ex he didn't have the whole intimacy problem and now it seems like that I'm in this new relationship I'm the person that has the intimacy problem because um I'm just so used to turning off and turning on you know like you know, my, my boyfriend would be like, oh, you always turn your back to me. You know, you do this, you do that. And I don't realize I do these things, but I do them because I've been doing them for the last four years. You know, I, I'm not used to taking nobody else's feelings into consideration but my own. But now I have to grow. I have to learn to be intimate again because once I cut that switch off, it's sometimes hard to turn it back on. Mm-hmm. And if you're used to slaying too, like, Cause it's another thing is if you're used to hitting and quitting, hitting and quitting, hitting and quitting, but then you, you meet mosaic <laughs> and then you don't be a player no more. You meet Kedra, you meet Stephanie and you're like, I want to get rid of my whole ways. Right. So Stephanie, the guy comes to you. Right. And he goes, you know, I used to be a hoe just yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't want to be a hoe no more. I just want to be yo ho. You know, 
<laughs> so, Stephanie, can you can you be with a reform whore, a guy who you know he makes you and he says he's no longer, he's giving up his whole ways. I mean, you know. I mean, I've had men come to me and say, you know, Ooh, I was something else back in the day, or you know, I've kind of I've calmed down. You know, I mean, I mean, you. I think that's kind of typical shit you hear from men but i i did i did just reflect on an experience i had with an ex and yeah he he had a whole lot going on and um ain't enough time in this this uh podcast to, to talk about it but um when we did try to rekindle something and um he he he's one of the few men that ever has told me directly that he recognized that his desire to to sleep with so many women was due to low self-esteem and and the need for validation Mm. and you know i think that's something that men just don't they don't want to delve into it because they're praised for for i mean why would you try to correct something that you're praised for you know bagging a lot of women right um but you know those types of things can also have disastrous consequences whether it's, you know, you know, creating children out of wedlock, you know, catching diseases where in his case, he ended up catching herpes um, because of his behavior. Um, it just, you know, I think that men just don't take sex seriously sometimes. And it, it is a very serious thing while it's fun and we like to do it, you know, it's just like, you know, you know, you gotta put some self-preservation in there as well, you know, you gotta put a little bit of that in there. Your mm-hmm. body, not to sound corny, but your body is definitely a temple. Yeah, definitely. And you gotta respect yourself like that. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, it's so funny because a lot of guys they'll say, "Well, you know, the the, the coochie has no face." You know, <laughs> you know, that's like the different ways to justify their uh, their hoish behavior. You know, so uh, you know, I. I don't know. You have to be much more, in my mind. You have to be much more um, uh, choosy about who you, you know, s- s- mess around with and whatnot. Yeah, all this stuff out here. Yeah. So, so uh, what about what about you, Mosaic? Uh, have you ever dated a guy who was a reformed whore, and now he met <laughs> you and he want to get rid of his hoish ways? <laughs> Good thing he ain't on my Facebook. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, so yeah, I mean, yeah, my on and off love of twenty years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess we could call him a reform whore. (laughs) 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 That might be up to interpretation on the right day. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean. Even with him, like there were some times that I'd be like, "Dude, you doing too much." Like you have, he got pros in every area code. So, and I'll, you know, be careful with him. And like, even though we, you know, been on on and off for the last twenty something years, it was still like, "Look here, dude, nah, you doing too much. I can't, I can't." Because I, you know, I value myself first, you know. And I don't want you bringing nothing to me or anything like that, whether it's HIV, KIDs. I don't want none of that. <laughs> I like that one. That's a, that's a good one. I'm like, you know, this is more headache than we would have to deal with. Um, now, if we were married or something like that, if he was willing to be committed at the times that we were dating, 
then that would be a different story. But um, during those his uh, his whole phase, he was out uh, being doing bald headed hoe shit. I can't no <laughs> <laughs> bald headed hoe shit. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, because th- that's something to you know, like it's like it's almost like the guy. Who, like I don't know if you remember the movie Goodfellas, where at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh, he, he he goes into um, into um, witness protection. And then, he, so now he's no longer living the, the mafia lifestyle. He has mm-hmm. to live like a regular person, you know, going to grocery stores and PTA meetings and stuff. And he's going crazy. So it's like the guy or the girl who's used to living it up, you know, um, you know, just sleeping with whoever. And then now you're in a committed relationship. Now you have to adjust to that, you know. Uh, and it's hard for a lot of people, you know. You're used to going on whole trips, you know, <laughs> you know, and now it makes you face yourself, though. And right. you know, that'll, that'll make you face whatever, the, whatever issues you got going on with your right. son. Because, like, if you feel like you got to have all the women's, um, then there's some something inside of you that's missing. It's not mm-hmm. the other way. None of the women are going to be able to fulfill the thing that you necessarily need. Mm hmm. They ain't Pokemon. Women does not Pokemon. You can't catch them all. The only thing that you can catch (laughs) is some STDs. So (laughs) put that out there. Women are not Pokemon. That's that's a good one. Uh, You know, one thing, too, I've I've come across is I'm an old-fashioned guy. You'll find this. If y'all don't know from watching the show, um, you'll find this going forward. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I do believe in gender roles and, and such. And one thing that I've noticed about women who've been single for a long time, they're used to having to do everything themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I won't let, you know, my woman do certain things um, if, if, uh, if possible. So, um, like, I, I give a great example of this is I have, the one thing I don't like is and I see this from guys doing this is when um, at night you guys are hungry, right? So uh, some guys will let their woman go out and get go to the KFC or wherever in the middle of the night to bring back food. And I'm like, why don't you do it? Or at least go with her or something like that. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't like sending my woman out in the middle of the night, you know? Um, and I remember there was this one woman that uh oh nikki what's up <laughs> uh there was this one woman i dated and i remember i was just like hey i'm not gonna um you know it's it's the uh you know it's at night she was gonna say oh i'm gonna go and you know get the food or whatever and i'm like no no i'll, I'll go do it and she was like and then her attitude was about it was like she thought that was controlling Oh, and I'm oh. like, no, no, I'm like trying to, I'm worried about your safety, you know, mm-hmm. you know, um, so some women who are so used to, you know, being that strong, independent woman, they don't know how to allow a guy to, you know, to, to come in and take that, take that, um, that lead. Now I want to ask you, Mosaic, um, you're married now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take it that uh, you have no problem on your man to, you know, do his man stuff and and all of that kind of stuff. I, I have my struggles sometimes. 
right, uh, talk about I it. I have my struggles sometimes. There's some things that, you know, that I'm just like, I know it's going to work a certain kind of way. And I'll be like, no, no, no. He's like, let me, but I've, I've learned to allow, to allow him to do things on his own. And sometimes even if it's for him to bump his head. So <laughs> mm. but I've uh, learned to kind of just like, you know, try to stay back. I'll be like, okay, I'm trying, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it could be hard, you know, but in the long run, I do allow him to do what he, you know, his manly stuff. So like my husband is, unlike a lot of um traditional african men so most people are like oh you married an african man is he controlling and i'm like well all men are controlling to a certain degree um my husband has his things that he likes you know um but he's really kind of non-traditional it's like a mix <laughs> of traditional and non-traditional so one of the things that um for him is that i'm like i'm not taking the trash out i'm just not doing it and so mm -hmm. he he was like, why can't you take the trash out? You've been here all day. And I'm like, but why can't you take it out? <laughs> so that's our like a little contention. But everything else, my husband is, he stays, um, hi, Eric. Um, some of my um, people from Clubhouse. <laughs> he right. stays like um, within the, he believes in gender roles. Like I'm cook, I clean, you know, I do all that. But then with me working third, a third shift job and he works first shift, um i had to ask him like can you please like help you know and he's like it's your house daddy you got it i was like what if it's my house get out so i can keep it clean mm -hmm. <laughs> he was like you gonna put your husband out i'm like look this is also your house i can't do everything myself you know because i you know i get off at 8 30 in the morning i get home i go to sleep i'm getting up at 4 30 then i gotta figure out what i'm gonna cook and it's just not enough time in the day before I have to get back to work at 12 o'clock in the morning. So he finally caught the vision. <laughs> and he, um, you know, he helps. He's like those things. We're actually talking about that on Clubhouse today. Compromising and how compromise is not a bad thing, but it's, you know, it's give and take in a relationship. And you have to be able to, to work with each other to make things work. Right. Um, and I, I want the people in the chat room us uh ladies and and gentlemen can do this too uh if you're in a relationship um talk about some things that you were looking forward to having the opposite sex um you know help out with you know that you know um, when you're single like because i know some women did it you know the whole thing about taking out the trash and some of the the things around the house and that kind of stuff so put in the chat room some things you're looking forward to um let me ask you, Stephanie, uh, uh, you're a very strong, uh, independent woman. Um, I, I can imagine at times there's certain things that you like to have a man for, I mean, other than, you know, uh, you know, nighttime you know, stuff. Like there's some things that it'd be kind of cool to have a dude around to, you know, that I don't have to do this shit no more. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, things like taking out the trash, making sure the oil gets changed in the cars, you know, shit like that. But th th so <clears throat> this is my thing, though. So, you know, I'm, you know, a single mother. Um, you know, my son's father is deceased, so he doesn't go to somebody's house every other weekend. Um, and, you know, I think for me, it's the decision making, having to make 
and think through all the decisions um, is is really, really tough. You know, I, I think as women, we do so much to protect men's egos. And quite frankly, it's draining. It, it's really tiring. Um, you know, you got to let him be the man. You got to, you know, encourage him, even though he's fucking up. And I'm just like, I don't want somebody fucking up to my detriment. Like, I have worked too hard. I've I've been through a lot. I have been through a whole lot, especially with my son's father, where I had to, you know, at one point in my life, I lost everything I owned. Mm. Um, so, you know, I I don't need somebody that's gonna come in and 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 fuck shit up for me. I need somebody that's gonna add to. Now, on top of all that, I, specifically, I take issue with men who expect me to work, cook, clean, and do all the child rearing. And take care of all the appointments, you know, remind you to take your blood pressure medicine, call your mama, do like, I cannot do all of that. So if you want me to do all of that, then you have to pay all the bills because I'm not going to work and pay 50% of the bills and do all the cooking and the cleaning. Oh, we're going to have to have a non-traditional relationship. You're going to have to pitch in and do some cooking and cleaning or get me a maid and we're going to have to door dash it because I'm not doing all that and, and, I, and I have to work. And the job that I had, the jobs that I have, this is not bullshit jobs. Like I have high pressure jobs. Um, there's and it's a lot of visibility and it's a lot riding on me and I bring a good income to the table. So if you if you're looking for me to contribute financially, then you're going to have to pick up the slack in terms of the housework and in terms of, you know, what goes on, how, how the house runs. I cannot do everything. Yeah, that's the whole truth. And, and on top of all that, you want me to fuck you. So, no. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fine with uh, having a, uh, a maid or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I call, I, I, my nickname for her is Miss Zimbabwe. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, that uh, nice lady that comes in and takes care of business around the house, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, back in Zimbabwe, she was Miss Zimbabwe. Now she's here and she's, uh, she's helping Terrible. out. <laughs> she's, what? She's imagination out. is rampant. She, she, she helping you out? All right, I'm trying when, to help the immigrants. I'm trying to help mm -hmm. the immigrants. All right. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big you fan of immigrants. That. I'm not. I'm done with you. <laughs> having them, having them, having them get your goal up and get that green card is not working. Somebody said, uh, "Okay, well, you're gonna have Miss Zimbabwe. Then I'm gonna have uh, Mr. Zimbabwe pool guy." I'm like, hell, the hell nah. <laughs> no. Terrible. No, Terrible. No, it's not gonna be fair. Okay. Uh, but um, no, I I understand that. You're like you, you know, especially when you, you know you work a very high pressure job, and I can imagine that um, being pulled in so many directions, uh, you know, and then to expect all of that—that that is a, quite a bit. Um, and we, I mean, that's a whole other thing is uh, financial. So let's talk about the finances, and I'm, I'm gonna get the guys in on this is um okay me i like to shop and i ain't gonna lie i'm an impulsive shopper so like i will buy shit just because <laughs> you know and because you know i ain't married right so you know i can just buy the, the whatever 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 and it ain't no thing 
But if you're in a relationship, especially when your finances get intermingled, and that's a show unto itself, is um, when you start putting y'all two monies into the pot, you know, that's a that's a thing in itself. First of all, it takes trust, you know, to commingle your cash <laughs> you know, with somebody else, especially if you've been single for a while and you haven't had a, you you haven't had to do that, you know, and then now all of a sudden it's like, I mean, trust is okay when we're talking about, you know, oh, lovey-dovey, we're going to Shea Whitey's or Chipotle or wherever the hell we're going, right? But then when you start getting joint bank accounts or when you start sharing the bills and stuff like that, then it takes a whole lot of trust. And if you've been single a long time, haven't had to do that, or some people have never done it, and then all of a sudden now you got to, your money has to cohabitate with somebody else, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things can get a little iffy. So uh, I know, Josh, you were married before, so I don't know, like, just speak, speak to how did you, I don't know, were you the only breadwinner in the, in the, in that, in your marriage, your first marriage? Um, my first marriage? Yeah. Um, for the record, my only. Uh, only. So <laughs> um, there were times it was, uh, it was alternating. Mm -hmm. um, she would uh, be working, I would be working. Except when I wasn't uh, working full-time job, I would be in college, you know, taking some classes, uh, just doing whatever I could to kind of, in my mind, plan for the long run. But as far as handling finances, I was I was pretty easy to to say, "Hey, you're the one that has the aptitude for this. You know." what goes where inside your head and go ahead. Here's the money. Um, get it taken care of. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, what about, what about you, uh, Sean? You probably, I, I doubt that you've probably been there yet. Right. With the fine, have to commingle with the finances. No, cause I haven't gotten married, but, but there have mm -hmm. been, there have been, uh, there have been cases where I've had to, splurge a little bit outside of my usual spending, you know, and I get a little perturbed by it because not for nothing, I am kind of frugal. Like that's why I'm, I've been able to, to hold down my, like hold myself down for so long and hold down family. So it's a completely like whole different experience when someone comes in and you're like, Oh shit, relationships actually do cost money on top of the additional funds that you just want to give in general. It's a it's it's something else, man. But yeah. it's cool. After a while, you just yeah. After a while, you get used to it, and it's like okay, you know. I I had a I had a situation that I thought was crazy. I mean, I'll get you guys thought about it. So I I was in a relationship, and uh, you know, having having after having been single for my year and a half, and um, you know, I had this one car. It was a nice car, and um, I decided to just on a whim, trade it in and get another car, right? And I had been in this relationship now, you know, for for about a year or so. And so I should show her like, hey, I got this new car, right? And she was saying, 
and her take was, oh, well, why didn't you um, tell me you were getting a new car? And I'm like, <laughs> I just decided to do it. And she was like, oh, so you, you, you weren't going to, um, you're just going to, is that how you're going to do things in the future? Like, just not say anything? I'm like, are you are you paying are you paying on this car like you know it's my yeah. you know like i'm like i didn't see why it was her I, I mean we weren't like living together right but she really thought that somehow i owed it to her to say something before i made that kind of decision or something and i was like i didn't feel like i owed her nothing because i didn't feel like we were there you know to that point you know i'm like we don't live together you're not paying for this this is my decision on what i'm doing with my car now if we were married or even engaged or something like that or we were living together if we were living together for sure i probably would have you know i would have you know maybe i would have said something before i did it so i you know um but i you know i actually thought about what she said I just didn't agree. And that was like a bone of contention. And she, she said, well, if I was going to just get another car, I would have came to you and we, we I would have talked to you about it first. And I, I just didn't feel like we were there where I had to make that decision with her. You know, I mean, we had been together for a year. So uh, Mosaic and I'm going to ask Kedra, uh, do you think I was in the wrong? Maybe should I have I mean, uh, you know. I guess if you, when you if you look at it from a different angle, let's let's say the way she probably was looking at it is like, okay, so if you make impulsive buy uh, purchases like this now, and let's say we were to eventually, you know, talk about marriage or get married, will you keep doing that? So I mean, it's kind of like a a character, you know, thing like. I mean, like, usually, like, if you go, if you're with somebody that long, you're going to discuss with them something mm -hmm. that you're going to do that big. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm about to get a new car. You know what I'm saying? Not that she has to approve of you getting the new car. It's just that it's such a big purchase or something that's important to you that you should share it with her, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the in the relationship. Um, because, like, yeah, if you just go out and you're just going out buying, like, you just, buying stuff like that just all this like just buying this impulsive buys like that and they're big to me and i'd be like he is not good with his money he just go out and just spend it <laughs> for, the for the record <laughs> but my, i know you was a baller you was a baller for the net for, for the record my car note went down a couple of hundred dollars so <laughs> i think it was a good deal personally and it was a better car yeah. but but um it's Maybe. the principle. It's the yeah, principle. It's just the principle. Yeah. It's not that she had to make the you had she was gonna decide for you or be the deciding factor you buying your car. It's just that the principle of you sharing that information yes. with her because you're hers significant other. Yeah, other. <laughs> I would say I would say after say what quarter of a year, six months, quarter of a year, whatever, that some of these life kind of altering decisions or big life decisions, you you at some point do mention it to your significant other. You may not be asking them for their approval, but like you could just say, hey, you know, I'm getting a new car. Okay, you're right. getting a new car, but you just you don't have you don't you don't have to say, look, can I get your approval for this car? No. But you're just mm -hmm. saying, hey, I get a new car or hey, I'm getting a new job. Because these are significant I think these are significant moments in your life 
that could potentially dictate the course of the relationship. Milestones. And then she wants to feel, if if I'm your significant other, I want to feel like I'm a part of your life. You not including me in that, lets me know that I'm not that important. Yeah. All right. You know what? Put yeah, one. I put wanted to say she just felt salty because you didn't include her. I mean, she was just salty. Um, and she took that as, oh, I'm just not that important to him. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think she communicated that in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean that what she's saying is really not the core issue. The core issue is that she just didn't see where if you're if you if you buy this car, you didn't even mention it to me. Like I don't see your future with you because you're not you're not really you know sharing. You don't share. Mm-hmm. So, um, however, you know, I mean. Like if I were Kente, I I wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, girl. Like you know, maybe. I mean, like I, there there are levels to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can date somebody for two, three, four years, and and never really be that close to them or intimate with them because mm-hmm. they're not vulnerable. They're not. They don't share you know, they don't include you in, you know, just conversation about, you know, where their head is at, you know, where they want to go in life. They just don't share that kind of stuff. Or you can be with somebody three or four months. And then it's like, you know, the world is your, the the oyster, everything has opened up and the intimacy is great. And I think for her, it was just a matter of intimacy. Um, And yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I've dated, I've, I've lived with somebody once. I, I set the budget. I told him what I, what I was going to pay, what he was going to pay. And I think he knew not to come at me with no craziness. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I made a little bit more than him. So it's not like I needed him to to pay the rent or anything. It, it I'll, If, if you're going to live with somebody, always get a place where you can afford to live in that place by yourself. By yourself. True facts. That's true. true That's true. true, true so facts. you don't be ass out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in, 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 in the chat room, uh, put one if you think I should have said something to her beforehand. Put two if, if you don't think I should have. All right. So, um, but uh, no, I mean, you know what? It really, it, it really took me some time for me to even think of it as a possible thing. So it was after the relationship. Uh, when I was like, well, maybe I should have said something, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, look at Ryan says, uh, one, I should have said something. Hey, um, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> uh, but then also remember, if you don't communicate, include your significant other, it's a one-sided relationship. That's, that's a point. That's a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know what? Like I said, I'm so used to uh, I'm so used to uh, not having to consider someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I I'm just inconsiderate. You know, uh, a little selfishness. You know, a little, a little, a little, I guess I'm all. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's that selfishness. You were not ready to be in that committed relationship where you were able to give yourself. You were like, mm-hmm. you know, this. You just felt comfortable, like we're together. Mm, but I'm still gonna do my kind of my own thing. Right. So I would say counter argument, though. I would say you don't realize that, though. Un- unfortunately, I think you don't realize that until you are dealing with someone on an intimate level or like a, yeah, like a close level. Like you don't realize how 
independent you are until someone says like, hey, did you notice you did A, B, C, and D? And that's where that mm -hmm. communication bit comes in. Because when you're by yourself, like you said, you don't have to worry about anyone's opinions, notaries, none mm -hmm. of that. You could just say fuck, you know, excuse my language, you could just say fuck you. But when you decide to integrate yourself like heavily into someone else's life, you kind of are stuck in the habit of just like going out by yourself or, you know, doing all these things. And you don't really think much of it, but the other person may think otherwise. This is why going back again, communication is key for that other person to be like, hey, you know, next time if you go out, maybe you should let me come along or something of the sort. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I probably now I would do things a little differently just just because I never even considered it. I thought I was saying some cool shit. Like, oh, I got a new car, Jen is out, I got a car, you know. And, and, and that wasn't her response. Her response was like, you didn't say nothing to me. You just got the car. And then I didn't even think about it. It never crossed my mind. Like, I'm all, you know how long it takes, right? To, to you, you, you're signing, you know, it takes like hours to do all. Okay, you'd be tired by the time you get the damn car. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, you want to, you want to take a Uber home when you, when you're done because you're so tired, right? But uh, um, so I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be great. You know, I'm a, I showing her the car I just got and stuff, and her take was, wow, you just got a car, didn't tell mm -hmm. me, and you know, it never crossed my mind that that could possibly be an issue. Um, and I, I guess I think I was like, well, then forget you. I'm happy. You're not going to kill my joy. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't have done it like that. I wouldn't have been like, oh, but, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I would have been like, it's nice or whatever. But like, well, how come you didn't tell me you, didn't, you was going to get a car? Like, yeah, you know, play it all. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't, that probably just would have been me genuinely. I wouldn't have been like mad or nothing like that. Now, would have been now. And my husband would just probably be like, what is you doing? <laughs> Right. No, right. like you you didn't tell me about the car you was gonna get but you know but yeah that's because i'm married now but well, i was just dating somebody i mean that's their money i mean but like you just want to you know like you could have told me why did you tell me you was in a car like why you give a secret like but you know another another thing too when you're single a long time ladies and gentlemen you sometimes have relationships with members of the opposite sex that are a little bit more than just homies in Ooh. fact fwb right <laughs> and sometimes those people don't just disappear when you're in a relationship it's no they don't mm -hmm. sometimes <laughs> you're having a cookout and that mofo is shows up at the cookout <laughs> you know sometimes and then so i i call it the ghost of dick pass <laughs> you know that's my nickname for for that guy or the ghost of coochie pass <laughs> you know then they just kind of hover around right now when you're single not in a relationship it don't really matter to have those people lingering around or mm -hmm. or even having guys or girls who they really like you right they like you they they're just waiting for that right opportunity they, they're waiting for stephanie i'm gonna use stephanie uh they're waiting for stephanie to get weak have a weak moment and then just hop in there right there's there's always those guys that's always hovering right and uh so 
but now you're in a relationship. You're in a good relationship. You're not single anymore, right, Kedra? You're not single anymore. So now you got to change up. But you're used to having the ghost of Dick Pass hovering around. You know, so let me ask, Kedra. I, I'm sure you've had those ghostly figures. Do you? Oh, uh, I have more them? than the ghost. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, It's a miracle that well, the relationship I am, it hasn't been that long, but one day I let him use my iPad and I had my messenger open on it. Uh oh. So I guess he happened to look at it. Mm. And in my messenger, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people I talk to. Mm. And then he see, oh, he's like, oh, well, who is Ricardo? Because you went well, on a date with him the next day after we went out. Uh oh. Because I had the picture in there. Oh, yeah. It's like our first date. And he, I was like, well, we weren't actually together then, so it don't matter. He said, but you're still talking to him. Uh, yeah. So as much as it hurt me, I had to cut it off because if I didn't, it was going <laughs> to cause problems. You got to call Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, you know, it, it really doesn't help your situation. And a lot of times those people, those hoverers, they're really trying to mess you up. Yeah. Real talk, you know, because, you know, so, uh, you know, now it doesn't always have to be you, the person with the ghost. Sometimes the person you date have the ghost hovering mm -hmm. around. Now it's different if, it, if we're talking about a baby daddy or mama that you have to co-parent with. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a pure uh, sexual partner when you're single that person there's the person that you do have sex with when you're single and then there's a the person that wants to have sex with you no matter what that kind of hovers around um and, and I'm, I'm gonna describe it from the guy point of view this is the guy who you ain't slept with him but if it's 3 a.m and you pop a tire that fool will come and out, out of his bed to change your tire yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good friend <laughs> uh, right but you know what he wants or or the guy who um you know let's say your phone bill you know well most people's phone bill is at a static rate but let's say whatever bill you need a little help on it you could call him because he'll you know because he, he likes you he likes you kedra he likes you mosaic stephanie so he's going to be like, you know, he'll he'll put a little something something on the on the gas bill. You I know. Got some of those. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So how do you even know one like those people are helpful to you mm -hmm. ladies. Mm -hmm. They get you through tough times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they may allow you to put your money towards something else because <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. So how do you know when to let those people go if you're in a if, if the, in a relationship i mean you don't just get rid of those guys because you're in something new Look, when I, i'll get rid of them when i get a proposal <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm talking about stephanie yeah. you right i'm with you on that one you gotta keep something you know, i'm i'm single until i'm married that's right <laughs> right See, here, here's a here's a problem though the worst ones are the ones that you give attention to, uh, you know, everything goes well for a week. After a week, you don't hear nothing. Months, 
months go by. Finally, you start talking to somebody else in a relationship. They pop up, and now they want to see how you're doing. How's your kids? How's your baby mama? This, mm. that, and the other, right? <laughs> and and then you know they go disappear again. Now the moment you start talking about, oh, I'm having some issues, and I'm horny, and this, that, and the other. Best believe <laughs> they on they on they they on that clock. They on that every every text you sent. They they didn't respond at like two minutes ago. So you sent it at eight forty five. They didn't respond it at eight forty. Like like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that. So like like you got it's like it's so many ninjas out here, ninjas and ninja and ninjets that you gotta gotta navigate with because at least for my age range or my generation, like it's all so hyper hyper focused, hyperactive. Like if you're not given that instant gratification. Don't want to hear it. And the moment you start talking that talk, it's like, oh, okay, I'm coming over. And it's like, no, I just need to help with fixing my tire or some shit. And it's like, okay, so what you call me for? To fix the tire. <laughs> I mean, but when you out here single, you you gotta have different men for different things. You like they say, you gotta have a man that bring the food, the lemon pepper wings. Uh, you gotta have a guy that's handy. They can fix shit, you know, can take a look at your car, know, knows a good mechanic, knows how to change a tire. The guy with money, like I had a guy give me $1,500 while I was unemployed to help me out. You know, you got to have the guy that knows how to put it down. The one that loves to perform oral sex. Like you got to have different <laughs> men out here because, you know, you got to have, you got to have a stable like this one man, especially when you out here dating, you know, and you're not in that serious, serious committed relationship because, you know, it's it's you 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 get you need choices and and these men be acting funny now in terms of this instant gratification. This is how I weed them out. I do not respond to texts for three hours. So mm. if you can wait it that long for me to respond to you. And you do that consistently, like you you wait, you can wait, then I might be interested in you. But most of these men, if you don't respond back within two, 10 minutes, they will unmatch you on these dating apps, act like it don't respond. Like if you if you if you wait any amount of time, maybe if you're not even putting them to the test, maybe you're just busy. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's an issue. I'm just like, nigga, I I'm I'm busy. Like I do have a life, but no, especially if you are in your thirties and forties, make them wait, make them wait three and four hours before you text them. That that'll show their true character. You you'll see what you're working with. But Stephanie, though, three hours without Stephanie, that's a long time. <laughs> no well. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be greater later. It'll be greater later. It depends. Greater and later. I mean, honestly, depending on the time of the day. Three hours can go by fast, especially if you're yeah. busy or you sleep. I'm at work. You, know? you, should, you should be busy too. If we in working hours, it shouldn't be a problem, especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I got to say they something. Say you be on your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, my boyfriend just sent me a text. Now, before I started this podcast, I said, Look, I'm going to be doing the podcast in the room. He's like, Oh, I want to go shave. And you know, as well as I know, that mic is going to pick up all of that. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, so I can't come and shave and take a shower?" I was like, "There's more than one bathroom. Why can't you use the other bathroom?" <laughs> so that's a problem right there because, like, the bathroom's right here. You're gonna hear the shape. You're gonna hear that noise. Am I lying? Right. right. Thank you. Well, 
I mean, I have uh, you know what? issues, so mine's downstairs. Now I hear I hear Malav music right now. He's in the living room. But he'll probably come in here and peek and see what I'm doing because can't, I can't be away from me too long. Uh, look, <laughs> no, that's you, cute. You can pop me on the head for this, but maybe he wants to, <laughs> you know, showcase like, yo, I'm in here. I know what I'm doing. That's my girl. Don't make any moves. I gotta ask Stephanie's question. I kind of think I know the answer, but so you mean the ring is that when the, the uh the dating apps go away is when the ring comes too? Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow. So even if y'all get real in, you know, you guys are like you know become real serious, you date like you know, you're dating with a purpose and all of that kind of stuff. It, it, the ring is before you finally cut off. Yeah, cause I, I'm I, I'm I can't I'm tired of putting all my eggs in one basket. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so if you're serious, um, yeah, well, I, you know, you show me something. But I, my sister, who happens to be a lot younger than me, thirty, she she went on a date with one guy, and he, they were they both decided they were gonna go off of the take each other's they were gonna take their profiles off the dating app. I was like, don't you do that stupid shit, like. <laughs> You can't let this. I said, first of all, he's probably lying. He gassing you up because he don't want you out there dating other men, other men. And he probably just he probably got another profile uh, already ready to go. He might delete the one that you found him on, but he got other profiles. Do not take down your profile until this man is like until y'all. I mean, at least talking about being like you know serious. Right. You're like I just. Mm-mm. No, it's too many games to be played, and 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 I know how to play them too. I, I'm good at it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you you know my my marriage story, Kente. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't know, I married my husband within what, 45 days. Oh wow! That we met. <laughs> so, like, I was in a relationship um, when I met him, but it was like on the very end of ending. And so um, I ended the relationship and then my husband was like, he was like, you want to get married on Tuesday? And he was like, uh, <laughs> work on Tuesdays. <laughs> and so we ended up getting married. But, you know, having that, those options out there, like I didn't even think that, you know, when I met my husband, he was introduced to me as my husband. And I was just like, nah, you ain't my husband, like whatever. But like, this is going to be fun. But... Mm-hmm turned out to be different but you know i wouldn't i wasn't planning on being in a relationship nor was i planning on like putting all my eggs in the basket you know like steph is saying like it just ain't worth it like if especially if he ain't talking about being in a relationship or anything like that not a guy before my husband i was you know we were talking about marriage and everything but even still it's like you know i have to keep my options open so Oh, <laughs> that, that's interesting. I mean, hey, when you know, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I, I really feel like us guys, it doesn't take us that long to know no. who, we, who we really want to uh, settle down with. I just I just want to say that <laughs> I just want to say that just what you were talking about, I was talking about with my homegirls yesterday because that woman, that woman, uh, Derek Jackson, his wife, they was oh, dating. Yeah. Eight years before they got married. Oh no! Because oh. I did the math. I, I I went through her Instagram and I did the math. Eight years and a baby 
a baby and eight years of dating before he proposed. Uh-huh. So he's been doing what he was but, doing. But so he's the relationship guru, right? If, man, if it take eight years for a man to propose, that man don't want you. I just, I cannot. That's why I say me, it don't really take him that long. It really don't. I challenged my husband's even, I was just, he was like, I love you. And I was like, no, you don't. You like me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know. But then it, he did something that, that totally let me know, like, okay, no, he for real. Right, <laughs> and I was like, okay, and you know, he was just like, he he was ready. He was like, no, I don't want nobody else to have you. You mine. So I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's. So that's now we got three years later. We've been married three years now. Oh, that's good. I'm happy for you. Thank all you. Right, all right. So, um, the the three people on the bottom are all single. So the question is, we'll start off with you, Sean. Are you ready to be in a relationship, or are you, or do you feel like you need you need some more uh, need to stay in the oven and cook a little bit more? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um it's actually it will be a year since I've been actually funny enough um I was in a relationship uh, that ended uh it ended badly because it was a trifecta of things well four things it was COVID. Lost family mm. member, lost job, mm. and then we we split afterwards. So, like, at, I would say right now I'm just getting back into like getting over that and like focusing on myself again right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say I'm kind of just so so in my oats, but I'm more focused on getting the bank account up than anything because. Mm. I can't like, cause the way I see it is like, everybody, <laughs> you can't really date. Everything's locked down. You don't want to deal with nobody cause you know, everyone's full of shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got to go back to being selfish a little bit and then maybe give it another year. Be time for that, time for that, that good stuff again. I feel like you can still date. You just have to be creative. So it may not necessarily be going to a restaurant, which is like a, you know, everybody's like, oh, we go out to eat, we go to the movies or whatever like that. I mean, it could be, you can go to a park and have a picnic or you could go to a car. It don't have to be an elaborate Mm -hmm. date. You just have to, you know, go somewhere where y'all can communicate and just kind of hang out and just know each other. So not to, not to divert the, the topic, too much, but see, this, uh, that's a question I have for you guys. Like, I'm a big fan of like extraordinary dates, right? Mm-hmm. Go to a museum, we can go to the waterfront, we can have dinner, things like that. Like things that aren't the usual things. Cause I have the model of like, we need to decide to do something that we both haven't done before. Have you went rock climbing? Let's go rock climbing. Have you been, you know, sailing? Let's go do that. So is that something that I guess for for those who are in relationships, something that's more pursued, or do you look at more of like, they take me to dinner, we'll start from there and go from there. Now I'm myself, I was thinking about doing an escape room because I like to do things out of the ordinary. So yeah, and then like, I'm just gonna say, I'll probably be single again soon because I'm not feeling this relationship shit. <laughs> breaking news! Breaking news! Uh, 
Uh, I don't know about the rock climbing part. <laughs> like, yeah, I might be a little too round for that part, uh, but yeah. I'll go hiking with you. Yep. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll go hiking. I love it. So I love animals. So if somebody took me to the petting zoo, I would be so ecstatic. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like a whole grown kid. Like, you know, like, and my husband knows I like certain things. So he, he like, even if we like go downtown and we'll just get like those little electronic scooters and just hang out downtown on the riverfront, mm -hmm. you know, just, just do something different. You ain't always have to be in, uh, um, you know, at a restaurant spending money and all that kind of stuff. And half the right. time, I don't like certain so i don't like chain foods anyway my my taste pad is a little expensive so you probably <laughs> <laughs> like this girl want to go somewhere but um get creative do some uh, uh, a private painting or something you know just something different yeah. sipping paint right that's a good one ryan's in the house what's up ryan's in the house uh, and uh, real, real quick, I want to get to a question and then we'll go, uh, we'll add Ryan to the conversation. Um, Diana Lopez and, and big shout out to her. She wants to know how long is too long to be engaged? Um, I don't know that there's a, an actual number as far as months or years. I, so I feel like if there's no movement, no real movement, um, you know, it's like there's always an excuse, like, oh well, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, the moon is in retrograde, or you know, <laughs> you know, there's always some weird ass excuse why we're not getting married. Um, then you got to start questioning how serious the person is about about it, you know. So I don't know if there's an actual number, but I mean, if you start going into the three and four years, yeah. then yeah, that's that can be a problem. I I know situations where people were engaged a long ass time and, and it worked out, but that's that's an outlier though. Let's go ahead. I think for me, the the, the older you are, the shorter the engagement should be, mm -hmm. because I feel like you know if you are actually out here, you know you know who you are, you know what you want, you know you you've done some, you've been to therapy, you've done some work. Um, I just don't think that it takes a 40 year old man five five years to be engaged. I don't even think it takes two years. I, I think I think on average a year is generally what most people say engaged. I would give some leeway for younger couples, you know, who may be working on career and finance and maybe they just want to get engaged to solidify their All right. Yeah. Right. I got married in the courthouse. I, I would do it again 10 times over. I, don't, I ain't had to do in the drama of nobody. Well, I don't want to wear that kind of dress. I want my hair like this. And I, and, mm -mm. No. I, I mean, like if you're married, um, engaged to somebody for a long time, it's like, what is the holdup? Because typically most people, when they get engaged, it's like within a year, there's a wedding typically. Right. That's so, you know, if, yeah. even if it's a year and a half, you want to spend some time to get some money together to have exactly what you want. Yeah, um, but no. Mm -mm. A, a year, I feel like it's good. Two years if you're young to get your finances together. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to have a super long engagement, especially a, a suspect engagement is when you put pressure on them about marriage, and then they all of a sudden they produce a ring, but then they keep delaying, they keep kicking the can down the street. Then <laughs> uh, you know you gotta question how serious they really are. Yeah. About 
if we're not setting dates and putting deposits down, no. <laughs> right. no. right. So, yeah, hopefully we answered that question. Uh, Ryan, um, single too long. Um, now, you're a guy that's a, totally about your purpose. Um, you know, your father as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'm assume a lot of times um, there's your son, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's your purpose, right? Then maybe a woman <laughs> somewhere falls in there, right? <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> um, no, not you know, not even not as recent because my son is no longer uh, three years old, right? So, because mm-hmm. when I met you guys, he was really young, very young, and um, you know, deserved a lot of my attention. And now, you know, a lot of the times he's, you know, he's doing animations and stuff like that in the back or whatever. And you know, and for all this time, I haven't really, I didn't really get any babysitters. I was home most of the times and. It was only a few times when I was busy earlier on in the, like, I think 2014, 15, maybe my mentor, my sister would take him, you know, but, you know, I was always there, but now it's the, the pendulum has shifted and, uh, and now he's, now he's watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's, it's different now. I I think I can date more and, and put a little more emphasis on, you know, especially when he's not here, because we do half on, half off. So my business does take priority. It's always took priority, but I don't plan, you know, like I'm getting old, I'm getting gray hair and, you know, and I just, my my attitudes have changed and shifted. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I think that I want to make more time. So you're, even though it's not realistic. Do you feel like you're ready to be in a serious relationship? I am ready, but I'm still, I haven't, I'm in the, I'm repairing my life as well because I I took a, you know, last, last year, the year before that was financially probably the worst in the, in my company. So I'm just repairing now. I'm starting to get busy again. And, you know, but now I'm realizing and recognizing, you know, how to handle that time, you know, and how to make time to, you know, to, I, I'm totally, my attitudes towards dating has totally shifted and changed. Because just listening to my ex-girlfriends and, and dwelling on things, you, you have to make time for people. And you can make time if they're special. Because I know I made time for, you know, ones that I deemed that were special. And I always made excuses for those who were, mm-hmm. were at the time, I thought they were special. But they weren't special enough because when you meet someone in your life that you just you know, are in love with, you, you're willing to just give it all, you know, you really did crash and burn, you know, and mm-hmm. I recognize that. So now I, I try to make a conscious effort to like, you know, even if it's an hour for a walk, because I went for a date a couple of weeks ago, went for a walk and stuff. And, you know, it was cool. Yeah, I've seen, you know, being friends with you since the blab days, you know, some of your ebb and flow of your relationships and how they will always fit into like where, um, how they would 
maybe not support your business as much or you know or stuff like that and i, and I get that because that's important when you have somebody in your life and they don't support you know your business um that can be tricky because if you love me you also care about what i care about yeah. um i'm not saying that they're gonna be the the accountant <laughs> but you know yeah. but they may be some they may do something small and you know and because that might be their business might not be their strong point but they should take time to invest in you and you know in, in things that you love um you know that's just is real important even like my husband he's in africa he's an entertainer so he knows that i do shea butter and you know stuff like that so he wants to support me in those endeavors he's not necessarily going to be all involved in my business but he supports me where he can yeah and i think it's all about it's all about communication i think you know the older you get i think you know I, the older i get i just i'm like saying hey this is my life you know, take it or leave it. Um, you know, I tend to be paired up with women that already have kids and, um, that makes a, it makes it easy because there's like basic understanding and also women that are business women or have had a business in the past. So they understand the, you know, they understand that lifestyle, but mm -hmm. I'm not making my business a, because you, you have to like, I've been running this business by myself for a very long time. You're not a business owner, you're self-employee. And, you know, and if you can't have, find the time to have a social life or whatever it is, then um, you're not really running your business correctly. And that's kind of the lesson that I learned going through the recession because I still had work to do, even despite the fact that cash flow was coming in. And mm -hmm. I realized that, and, I, and there were times where I just had to take a break and mm -hmm. I'm still alive. Y'all still paying the bills and <laughs> still got the kids. So yeah, you got to make time and you, but you also have to communicate with your loved ones. You know um, you got to keep in communication. I think that's the thing that's like, I, I'm talking to someone right now and I just say, Hey, what's up? I'm not manipulating her by sending her good morning texts. Like I've talked to her, I'll give her a call keep her in constant communication because you know like the one i used to get pissed off because you know they would get mad at me because i didn't message them for the whole day you know what i mean but now i'm more cognitive of just keeping in communication letting letting you know whoever i'm dating know where i'm at mm -hmm. um and comp and, and making it up somehow that the following day or the day after or what have you I'm, I'm, I mean, I want to say that, you know, I've moved from Houston to the Pacific Northwest and these men love to go hiking and, um, you know, going on mountain tours and rock climbing and all that shit. And I, I, that's cool. But I just don't know, are, are we going to eat and get something to drink at some point on this date? <laughs> Yeah. That is crazy. That's that's all I want to know. Is yeah. there gonna be food and drinks involved? Hey, what's up? Where do you get the muscles and stuff from? Yeah. Who told you to grow? <laughs> yeah. 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 See how big he's gotten? Right, like just yesterday he was dancing like Michael Jackson. Now he got all this. What, what's going on here? <laughs> hey, talking like this, and he's like nearly uh, about to pass me in size. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's so cool. He's a handsome guy. Hey, what, what up, Malcolm? What up, Malcolm? All right. So uh, as we as we uh, close this uh, this episode up, uh, let me ask Josh this question. Joshua, you've been single for quite a while. No, Ben. No, Ben. Uh, uh, are you ready? Are you ready at this point to to be in a relationship, or do you need more? Do you need to be in the oven a little bit longer and cook? That's um, that's an interesting question, Kente. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for asking it. And it, it takes a certain kind of bravery to ask a question as courageous as that, as I'm stalling for time to find an answer. <laughs> Do, am, am I ready? Hmm. I don't know. Run. No, if you if you got to start if you're He's stuttering like ready. that, you're not ready. Are you enjoying your singleness, like your time with yourself, Josh? Time with myself. There's no time with myself. <laughs> Why? I, I got three kids, man. They're, they're with me. Three girls. Oh, all the time. Oh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> So no, there's there's no there's no me time. I'm either I'm either at work or it's daddy mode. I don't want to make make it seem like I'm complaining because it's absolutely the best, especially especially since um, all three of them are unabashedly proud nerds. <laughs> uh, I tried. Well, I, I can't even say that I tried. It's just that over the last you know all of their lives actually they've sort of gravitated to the things i like so i never really had to feign interest in anything that i don't like and we would watch tv together and we, you know we play our games together and we, we just do everything together and they they even have rules for you know if they allow me to start dating as they put it um, <laughs> the kind That's of person cute. that i should be with and uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say there has there's a lot of expectations of tolerance of their own individual fandoms. They don't want anybody that's going to give them flack for being nerds. <laughs> that's cute. I give my dad flack about my dad's funny. He has like his uh, set of women that he talked to all the time. And so my dad is a fisherman. So he goes fishing all the time during the summer and the spring. And he'll have like a big fish fry at the end of the year. And my dad will have all his women at the fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad's thing is like, and he's a he's a, a, a pure Sagittarius with his, his smart mouth. And he's like, I don't know what you mad for. She ain't none of my woman. That's my friend. I'd be like, that? that's my friend, my lady friend. <laughs> my dad is a trip. Like my dad, I'm like Toki out here pimping. He got all his... All his girls at the at the at the fish fry. At the fish fry, I'm dying. <laughs> and they be mad because like my mom will come through or whatever, so she'll come and help cook or something like that. And they be mad because my mom is there. If you so, my mom, like my mom and, and my dad are like oil and water. They do not need to cook in the same room sometimes each other. So it'd be funny Hilarious. to see how my dad gave you that. Like he does not want like no. He was like, I want a woman living with me right now. No, nah, I'm just, I'm just cool being your friend. Or you know, he'll go and visit his lady friend who lives uh, near me or whatever. But my dad is so funny. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so uh, uh, Stephanie, all the guys want to know this question. <laughs> are you, in fact, uh, are you, would you say you are ready to be in a serious relationship at this point? I think I'm ready for the right serious relationship. I'm I'm a little bit commitment shy mm -hmm. um, because I just need somebody that I know is has good decision making skills first and foremost. Um, and it, you know I'm bougie and it pays. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. So a lot of men don't fit that criteria. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, yeah, so you know, I, it might be a while, but you know what? I'm, I'm not settling no more. I want what I want, and that's it. I, I hear that. I hear but, that. But, but Stephanie, can we can we uh, get get the return text down to about an hour? No. I just I just need you to cut two hours off. Come on. No, I'll I'll give you an hour. I'll cut an hour off. Two hours, All right. I'll text you back. All right. All right. All right. Can, can I get can I get uh forty five minutes? <laughs> no, no. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. You guys were a great panel, and uh, I want to thank my lovely co-host, uh, brand new, spanking new co-host, Mosaic. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who, like I said, I've always wanted to um, do something with Mosaic. Um, you know, she's just a wonderful, delightful human being. Thank you. And, and uh, who's from uh, Flint, Michigan. Flint town, Flint town, Flint town. Right. So, and I, and I, the cold. Know, yeah. So I, I, I know, I, I know a lot about Flint. Uh, I have homies from there. So uh, I haven't been yet, but. Uh, but um, I definitely know a lot about it. So, um, but uh, I wanted to um, thank everybody for joining us. And um, just as programming note, next week, um, our topic is twins. So we're gonna have a several sets of twins on the show. Oh, wow. uh, I have twins. Oh, really? Oh, yes, I have oh. twin sons. Oh, okay. And then my aunts are twins. And then my cousin has twins. And then my uncle has twins. Yeah, we got a lot of twins in the family. It's twins and my, my brothers are twins. Oh wow! I so, wouldn't wish twins on you were sending me something. But you know what? It's to me, just me personally. I had my twins first, and it was easier for me to have twins. And then when I had my my son six years later, it was harder for me with one kid. Oh wow! Know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Angie from Black Love United, she had triplets. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, hey. Yeah. So she said, you know, she has kind of a deeper voice. She said that's how she got her deep voice was uh, the um, after she had her twins, it changed her voice. You wow. Know? So, um, wow. you know, uh, but um, that's next week's show. And we'll be back here Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Um, so let's start off with the ladies. Uh, Kedra, how can we get you on social media? And what should we be on the lookout for? I know you have a book coming out. Um, yeah, I have a poetry book I'm working on with some other poets because I do poetry, spoken word too. But I'm focusing on my short films, so look for that. You can catch me on Instagram. I don't even know my thing on Instagram because I've been off social media for a while because my brother got killed, so it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. so, thank you. So I'm just coming back, but you can find me. I'm up on there, and you know, let's all connect. Who knows? Let's make things happen. Let's make it happen. That's right. 
All right, so Stephanie, how can we get you on social media and um, uh, should, what should we be uh, on the lookout for you? Um, I know at one point you were thinking about starting a, uh, a, a, um, a show. Um, I know you're very busy and you know, with the mood and all that. I know, um, yeah, um, working at Microsoft keeps me very busy. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram, so so Steph underscore on IG. I also co-host the show on Clubhouse every Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's called um, hashtag women in tech, a safe space for women. Um, and what we do, um, me and my co-host, Addie, we um, basically help women who work in technology workshop their careers. Um, you know, it's, it's a crowdsourcing effort. While, you know, I don't know everything, we kind of pull together and give women, um, you know, advice. You know, it's a place for them to vent. Um, men are allowed uh, in the room, but they are not allowed on stage. So no mansplaining. <laughs> uh, we have people from Google, Microsoft, you know, startups, fintech, um, all sorts of women. Um, who want to see uh, other women advance. Some of the topics we've done are product management, how to negotiate your salary, um, program management, marketing technology, um, you know, software engineering, whether you want to be a manager or continue to be an individual contributor in your role. Uh, we talk about everything. Um, and even if, you know, from a, um, you know, person of color standpoint, microaggressions, how to handle those type of situations, sexual harassment, uh, so it is a very, uh, like I said, safe space. I look forward to it every week. It runs for one hour at this right now. And then at the end of the show, we also have a job board. And so um, we go around and say, oh, you know, I have, you know, I'm offering referrals to Microsoft or, you know, if you're a hiring manager, you know, you can advertise a job. So come by and get, get referred, get a job. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, women in tech and my name on clubhouse is, is so so Steph. you can find me there um on clubhouse so yeah add me and uh let's connect yeah i think i've right. seen you on clubhouse before let's do it stephanie so uh i think i definitely need to talk to stephanie because i have a character that i want to write for one of my scripts that wants that's going to be techie oh yeah. cool. that sounds cool yeah um, we definitely got to hook up i definitely would like to talk to you and get a lot of insight you know one of my animated characters uh of uh, something i'm working on uh her name is actually named after you stephanie so oh okay <laughs> and she's a she's a very good character too so oh thank you <laughs> so um joshua let's start with you joshua we'll start from the bottom the fellas um so uh josh how can we get you in social media and what should we be on the lookout for well, as always, I'm Josh from Simicore Studios. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SkitComic, S-K-I-T-C-O-M-I-C. You probably see it in the video right there next to my name. Every Friday night, we have a little something called The Wadcast over at Facebook.com slash Wadcast, or The Wadcast, excuse me. And this Friday, it's going to be a good show. Uh, Henry R. Nader, writer-director of the new film, The Exchange, uh, going to be on the show to talk about how he got to where he is and, you know, maybe give a little bit of advice for those that want to be where he is and that kind of thing. Uh, you could follow Semicore Studios on Facebook. Give it a like, facebook.com slash okay. Studios, or go to uh, the Wadcast pod on Twitter. Um, I got to be honest, I'm not a prolific Twitterer, tweeter, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. I'm not great at it, but when I do, 
put something up there. It's generally what I feel to be important. So give it a follow and you'll be able to find information there. And if you play PlayStation, skit comic. You know what? And I, and I got a and I got a bone to pick with Josh. And I'm airing I'm airing it out right now on the show. Uh, they had me on the Wadcast a couple of weeks ago. It was my first appearance on the Wadcast. It was like number eight, episode like I think 82. I'm like, you waited 82 episodes to have me on? Really? It took that long? I, yeah. So I, I had to call them out for that. So I, it's probably going to be 164 the next time they have me on. But I had a great time. Or oh, there could be a big announcement incoming very soon. Oh, wow. They're going to let me back on. That's <laughs> kind of you. So kind of you. Uh, but no, thank no, it's a great show and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, and then we'll start off with uh, you, Sean. How can we get you in social media? And what should we on a should are, 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 is there anything we should be on the lookout from you? Sure, so you can get me on Facebook, Wes Hygen. Um, other than that, I don't have social media. The only other place you can find me is in the world. So if you see a black guy <laughs> skating in the city <laughs> with a flat top. That's more than likely me. He's um, hilarious. Oh, God, over here. As far as far as like what I'm working on, um, not anything public. I can't really say. So, you know, what is it? I, was, it was it adult? No, <laughs> can't say. If I was working on some adult, you would be the first to know. Uh, no, okay. it's just it's just the the the, uh, the course of my current jobs have taken me into like proprietary confidential oh, spaces okay. so uh, okay. here we are oh okay well i'm glad we clarified that because if i just <laughs> let that hang and they'd have been like what's he into <laughs> i mean look we'll float your boat probably there hey hey man only fans have shot up so you know uh i was i was watching something where um i'm not going to say that fool's name but it's, it's a <laughs> it's a guy who's a youtuber that's a jerk no, he, he, he's on OnlyFans, and, and you can see my name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bigger jerk than you, Josh. But uh, no, I'm only kidding. I'm well, only look, serious. look, I am in New York City, so you know how that goes. They said that fool makes New York. They said that fool makes like sixty-eight thousand a month doing OnlyFans. That's I'm crazy. Like, what now? Say, say, say what? Okay. Yeah. He makes six. It's a dude. He makes $68,000. Everybody's oh, okay. you favorite know. relationship yeah. person they hate. Well, no, no, no. This guy is, uh, his initials are TS. And uh, Tom and, Selleck? Uh, this Tom is his first name. And he is oh. an Uncle Tom. Uh, that guy makes $68,000 a month doing OnlyFans. So, and it's a guy. So, wow. what the women are making, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, man, I'm in the wrong business. But uh, right, me too. Hold on, yeah. wait. I'm so, not to not to not to divert divert the topic. But uh -huh. he's like past forty, and he making sixty eight thousand. Something right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll say when uh, we're not on air who this guy is. But um, uh, yeah. So actually, we're gonna do a show on OnlyFans, by the way. But um, uh, uh, Ryan, how can we get you in social media? And what should we be on the lookout for? Let's see if Ryan can hear us. Uh, what should we be on the lookout for, Ryan? Hustle Zone TV. I am. You can find me on Instagram at Hustle Zone and Hustle Zone TV. 
uh, we were supposed to launch a long time ago. It hasn't happened because it's just there's when you have a startup, there's just more and more stuff that you have to do. Um, but you, but one thing that we do have going on right now is um, a podcast called uh, Peasant Sex and Relationships. Uh, uh, it's a it's a woman's approach. She, it, Twyla, um, if you're watching Twyla, shout out to you. But Twyla is an amazing uh, person. I, I noticed Twyla like a, a, a couple couple like last year because she started posting herself like half like was half naked or whatever but it wasn't like you know like boudoir shoots but it was just pictures that a woman would send to her man and it may not be the it's not a boudoir so it wasn't posed it's just her expression and then she's giving women advice about you know f boy tendencies and I learned a lot through her show in terms of <laughs> certain things us men do, but she's breaking it down for women in a different way. And she calls a lot of men peasants because, you know, <laughs> you know, they're just not coming correctly. It's a better, it's better than listening to, to Derek Jackson. And um, it's funny and it's not like Kevin Samuels. Uh, she breaks it down for women and she, she, she speaks to women. Um, but if you're a man and you want to watch the show, uh, you'll learn a lot about yourself. Like she had one show about the erogenous zones, you know, how there's so many different nerve endings. There's so many different ways of, of pleasuring a woman. And she's just coming out with it just raw. She's just telling you straight up, like, this is what we like. We're not going to sugarcoat it. So that's, well, that's the wait a minute. Derek Jackson is the most upstanding person. He never lies. You know, He's, uh, <laughs> you almost made me say something. I was, I was up on the platform in public. Oh, man. He couldn't tell me how to bathe my dog. Oh, wow. You know, it's like what people are not talking about is that he pretty much used his platform to lure women in. Um, into his, you know, like he's yeah. luring them in into this this win lose situation, and so he's like beyond narcissist. He's pure evil. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I never really care for him anymore. Me neither. <clears throat> I never followed him. Well, I mean, he did. He said men who cheat um, deserve to be held accountable. So he, that's his own words. So. <laughs> But it's not even that. It's it, it's not even that he's cheating. It, it's the fact that he's manipulate. He's using his platform, talking about who he is as a person to these women and saying, "Don't go ditch your man." And then he's picking them up on the side and having relationships with them. That is like, brilliant. That is so brilliant, though. That's not brilliant. <laughs> uh, no. It's crazy. I'm only serious. I'm only serious. That's beyond crazy because you gotta imagine, you gotta think about it from his wife's point of view, being able to know what he's been doing and then watching the videos and all all of the women that he's been dealing with, watching his videos, pretty much contradicting everything that he's that they know that he's 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 not doing, right? Like he says, if he doesn't call you, but he's not calling them. You know, if he's uh, dealing with two or three, or if he's not this or that, and then they know that he's doing that. So I think, like, I have so much sympathy for these women that had to go through that. It's crazy. 
It's crazy. He's, he's, the level of his. Uh, I have no sympathy for anybody who deals with uh, what's his name, uh, Derek Jackson. If you can't see, Stevie Wonder can see that guy's a fraud. So, <laughs> like, you are dumb if you allow him to hustle you. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. And this could be my naive young mind, but I can't take advice. It is so first off, is Derek Jackson black? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I he, can't sorry. I can't, really take, black. I can't take advice from a hyper masculine black man talking about black woman problems when I'm quite sure he can barely get his little diddly diddly up to satisfy a, a wonderful black woman properly. So mm. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take what y'all saying as is, throw them right in the trash, and go straight to the source. If there's problems, you ask a black woman. Don't sit there and ask a black anyway. Not to, not to digress, but <laughs> and he's 31 years old too. Like I know you guys gotta go, but 31 years old. And that's the other thing. A lot of women, you know, like treated him as if though he's he's like you know like 42, 43. He looks like he's in his 40s. But and but he's a young man sitting there. Hey, this is you know like this is what you should do. And I would listen to him and be like, man, he, he's so like his advice was so destructive. And he come after us men, like you know what I mean. There has to be some sort of middle ground. And women loved it. They digged it up and they they ate it up. But then to realize that he's a fr fraud. Mm -hmm. Fraud. Yeah. You know what? I'm, but you know, I'm not just, just just as a to be fair to Derek Jackson, a guy who I couldn't stand uh, before all of this, um, is he did say that when he became a Christian is when he fell off. So uh, <laughs> usually, usually you become a Christian and you become a better person, but apparently it didn't work. It didn't take. For him. It went the opposite way. His so. wife's like, the Lord you. <laughs> You know, I, I can totally see Jesus. I can, I can see Jesus going, "Don't blame this on me, homie." <laughs> it sounds like a whole messed up whole tent, and we don't mess with them. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, like to be real, without getting too deep, is that you know, the whole patriarchy system started with you know a lot of uh, with Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, when women were property of men you know that was you know the catholic church implementing a lot of that stuff so the, the, the good you know, the good times because when you look at his wife his wife was talking in biblical terms didn't say nothing biblical but she was talking you know jesus all day today and you know she's kind of wrapped up in that ideology and you know I, i'm not for you know families having to split up but you know you have to realize you're not she's not just with a man that is, is re, in, in the middle of repenting. She's with a man that pretty much mastermind, uh, you know, like a huge scheme. And he, sh you know, she needs to blink twice and, you know, maybe sleep with one eye open and make sure she's protecting herself because that is no relation. Hopefully they, 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 they work it out, but he, he's on beyond, he's beyond like a cheater. You know, she's she's gonna be call him a cheater. She's gonna be fine. She's yeah, she waited eight years for him. She'll be okay. She's gonna be fine. And and if she, she has to cash him. out, if she has to cash out, she got a lot of money. He got he makes a lot of money, so she's gonna be fine either way. So I think mm -hmm. I think I think I'm not worried about her. Meanwhile, <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm coming here for my relationship advice. So 
I, I got you. I got you. So Mosaic, how can we yeah. get you in social media and what should we be on the lookout for? Um, you can find me on social media at Mosaic Star, um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse as at Mosaic Star and should be on the lookout for my relaunch of Missouri Y2 Business Beauty Wellness. I took a long, long break. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And now I'm back to back. Okay, I'm get back to the business. Also, um, I'm working on an Afrocentric home goods line mm-hmm. that is coming into fruition. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. So, and then mm-hmm. also, are you still the Shea Butter Connect? Oh yeah, I got that work. No. Right. And you get it from the motherland. You have it shipped in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Also, um. I'm getting really more involved into the community, helping the homeless people. Right. And so my new job that I start on the 5th of April is going to be working with um, troubled teens who end up homeless and stuff as well. So um, we be like taking donations, trying to help the people, help the the babies and everything. And so that's it for me. All right. All right. You can get me at Kente F. On Twitter, Kente Ferguson. On Instagram, and of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's IndyRadio.org. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. You guys have a great rest of your week, and God bless you. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone.